0: Would you like to strengthen your marriage, encourage your children, and grow your family relationships? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he ignites the flame in your heart for your family. I want to welcome you to this last session.
1: Now, we began this this whole process with prayer, and we're going to end this whole process with prayer, and and that's vitally important. As we talk about being a co-laborer, of course, we've talked about family in this last period, this last group of sessions, and the reason is because we know that when you begin to serve the Lord, probably the first area of attack is going to be on your family. But on the flip side, I believe that when we pray for our families, that God can do things that are so incredible, Uh, He will take and use us in ways in which we never dreamed or imagined, and use our families, use that prayer for our families I want to share with you a personal story of what happened that, that I think will be a blessing to you. Something that I discovered about my own life and prayer that I didn't know anything about. For many years, I've shared my testimony saying that I did not grow up and going to church or in a Christian background or anything like that. And uh, about 10 years ago, I discovered that it wasn't true. I discovered that it was totally wrong. And uh, I, I was just blown away by what I learned. You see, one day my sister called me, and she said to me, "She said, Sammy, I received a letter from a man who said that he has evidence that he's our brother." Uh, and I said, "What?" She said, yes, and he wants to talk to you. I said, well, where is he? She said, in Portugal. I said, what here? You know, I'm in the United States, and most people who who, um, lose their long-lost brother, you know, he's somewhere in uh, uh, Dallas or Fort Worth or somewhere in the United States, and here they're saying that he's in Portugal? And so I, I contacted him. And we began some discussions, and he knew more about my family than I knew. You see, I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge is the capital city of the state of Louisiana. It's a fairly nice-sized city. And uh, my father, though, grew up in the rural areas of that state, way out in the country. And when I was a little boy, I can remember going and visiting his family. Uh, But when I was young, about 10 or 11 years old, my dad became very ill. And then we quit traveling. And so I really didn't get to know his family that much. My grandparents had died before I was born, so I didn't know them at all. In fact, I'm named after my grandfather, Sam Tippett. And so I I didn't know my grandparents, knew very little about my dad's family. And uh, then my dad died when I was in college. And so I really didn't know much about that. Then I became a Christian during this time and began preaching Of course, as I said, I'd never gone to church or very seldom had gone to church, didn't have a real Christian background, started preaching and ministering, and then here I am, nearly 60 years old, and this man contacts me and says, Sammy, I have evidence that you're my brother. I said, what? So as we talked about this, one of his evidences was that uh, he said he had done DNA testing, and he discovered that he came from the same Native American background that I came from. (laughs) Well, as you can imagine, I mean, I said, look, look at me. Look at my skin. Look at my eyes. You've obviously never met me because I'm not dark-skinned. I don't have brown eyes. I don't have those features of a Native American. And he said, Sammy, you don't know that your cousins and your aunt are members of the Nansamoon Indian tribe? I said, Mr., I don't even know who the Nansa Moon Indian tribe is. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, this threw me into a position where I had to find out about my heritage, who I was. And so I began to research who I was, and I discovered, well, a couple things I discovered. The first thing was, this guy was not my brother. But everything else he said about my family was true. And I discovered that I came from this Native American background. And what was really interesting about this was that my great-great-grandparents, my fourth great-grandmother, gave the property for the first Baptist church west of the Mississippi River. I also discovered that my Third great grandmother and grandfather were part of starting that church. And it was started among the people who were from this mixed race background. And as, as, as I was a, learned this, I was just overwhelmed. I had no idea I had any kind of heritage uh, like that. But there was something even more important to me that I learned. I learned that my grandmother, my, my dad's mother, she was from the, she was a descendant of of, of these people and, and Eliza Bass Tippet was her name and Eliza the only thing written about her life was that she was a woman of prayer and that she prayed in fact my aunt wrote a poem about her when my aunt was a little girl she she was in the barn working and she heard my grandmother talking to someone about things so intimate, she ought not to be telling anybody those things. And so she peeked around the, the door, and she saw my grandmother talking to Jesus sharing with Jesus the burdens of her heart. And and she was a woman of prayer. Sam Tippett was a man who loved God and he loved to go to revival meetings and she, he had put people in wagons and the family and carried them to hear preachers preach and, and all that. They, they just loved Jesus. I couldn't believe it because my dad really didn't go to church hardly at all. I, I can't I can't remember, but maybe a couple of times after I became a Christian, he came to hear me a couple of times, and that was it. And so I don't, I don't remember my. And I thought, what happened? What happened to my dad? Why? I, and I thought, I wonder what my grandmother was thinking. Here she was. My dad went away to World War II, and right before he went away, she died of cancer. And I was thinking, what was she thinking? When she died, here, my dad has walked away from everything, turned his back on everything, and walked away from it all. And then the Lord spoke to my heart, and this is what he said. He said, she died not having seen, but having believed. She died not having seen, my dad turned back to him, but having believed. Because you see, what happened was, 23 years after my grandmother died, I went to a church, and and I wasn't searching for God that night, but God was searching for me, and God spoke to my heart. And that night, Jesus Christ came into my life. And then just within a couple of years after that, some men from our church came to our home and sat down at my dad's bedside. He was dying and led him to faith in Jesus Christ, and he gave his heart to Christ. My grandmother died not having seen the answer to her prayers, but having believed, and God saved my dad. Not only saved my dad, but saved a grandson that she never met, a grandson that she never had any contact with, and now that grandson has gone to more than 80 countries preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know what's amazing? the the very heartbeat of our ministry has been in prayer. I wanted to go and find that place where my grandmother had played, prayed. And so I called some of my cousins, and they told me they knew where it was, and they brought me out to that spot where my grandmother would go and seek the face of God. That was a very special spot for her. And we went out there, and I'll never forget one of my cousins telling me that he had met an old preacher one time who talked about our grandmother, and he said, that when our grandmother would pray at church, she would pray with such fervency that the doors would rattle. Oh, man, when he told me that, God spoke to me and said, Sammy, your prayers for your children and your grandchildren and the generations to come, it will impact the nations. My grandmother, she's never written a book, no big name, Nobody knows her. This poor little mixed-race woman who loved God and who loved her family and who prayed and who wept and who cried out to God for her family, and God used her to touch my life years later, 23 years later, and here I am now 50 years after that, 73 years later, talking to you about what God did in my life. Oh. There is power in prayer. Don't give up. I don't care if you don't see the answer to your prayer right now. Don't give up. Keep praying. Don't be discouraged. God will hear, and God will answer. Make prayer the centerpiece of what you do, praying for your family, praying for those that
0: you're helping to grow in Christ. God bless you, and keep praying. Sammy received a surprising call from a man in Europe who said he had evidence he was Sammy's brother. It placed him on a journey to uncover his family background. He had never met his grandparents, but learned that his grandmother was a great prayer warrior who had a special place of prayer. He shares powerful truths that he learned about prayer in his book, Praying for Your Family. Prayer will become your greatest gift to your family. Get your copy today at sammytippett.org or amazon.com.
1: Well, I hope that you enjoyed that story that I shared with you about my grandmother and, and what I discovered. And and I, I tell you, it made such an impact on my life. I've never gotten over it, and I don't think I ever will get over it. A God God just used that tremendously in my life, but you know, there was something else that happened whenever I learned all of this. God taught me a great lesson through His Word. He opened His Word to me in, in, a, in a really fresh way that, that was just amazing, and really what I saw was what Jesus had taught in Luke chapter 18, where he said that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And, you know, God wants us to persevere in our prayers. My my grandmother had prayed and prayed and prayed and didn't see an answer immediately. And often that's what happens. So many times we pray and when we don't get an instant, you know, answer to our prayers, we just give up. And I think that's Probably so true with our families. We, we, we want to see our families, God do a work, but we're so used to being instantly gratified and having instant answers to everything that, that we don't want to wait. And, and Jesus taught a parable in the scripture that was specifically about this. He taught that we ought to always pray and never give up. And whenever I looked at that parable in light of kind of what happened with my grandmother and and learning about my grandmother and all i i I saw something that I had never seen before, and it just blew me away and that was this that Jesus was talking about a poor widow in this parable who goes to an unrighteous judge and and she pleads to to this judge for justice and and we find that uh a lot of people, and I, my thinking was always, you know, okay, this woman is like us as, as Christians pleading to God, and the judge is like God. However, we discover the judge is not like God. The judge is unrighteous. The, the thing is, it's not a comparison, it's a contrast. That if, if we uh, go to unrighteous people, and because of our persistence, that they answer us, that they give us what we request because of our persistence, how much more? Well, God, who is just, who is holy, who is righteous, who loves, who cares about us, how much more will he give uh, that answer to us? Now, uh, it goes on to say, and, and this is really interesting, it says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Now, that's the conclusion of the parable, and I thought to myself, you know, What you know? He's not talking about faith. He's talking about persistence here. So how did faith get in here? And faith and persistence go hand in hand. You see, when we persist, we're we're exercising faith, saying that we're not giving up. We believe God. We're trusting Him. We're going to continue to go before His throne. And one of the things that I've learned over the years is this: that one of the purposes of God. Not immediately answering our prayers is that he wants to do something in us. And I can tell you this (laughs) when you go into the presence of God and and you seek his face, you're going to come out different. And so the more you go into his presence, the more you seek him, the more you go hard after God, then what happens is that you are changed. God does a work in your life. And what God wants to do is that deep work within each of us and and sometimes the answer doesn't come immediately because God's wanting to do something in us and the more we come into his presence the more we seek his face the more he has access to our hearts to speak to our hearts by his spirit and and that's what persistence is really all about it's about God doing a work in us you know i used to think that persistence in prayer was to change the heart of God. But what I've discovered is that persistence in prayer doesn't change God, it changes me. When I come into the presence of God, He changes me. And what happens when He changes me is faith rises up in my heart. And and when that faith is there, then we will see God do great and mighty things. And that's why it says, when the Son of Man comes again. Will he find faith on the earth? And that's the conclusion of the parable. So God wants us persisting. God wants us coming before his throne. And, and when I learned about my grandmother and, and the kind of persistence in prayer that she had, where she refused to give up, where she prayed, she sought the face of God. And I saw in my own life what had happened. Oh, I tell you what, what faith, you know, and that, that's why I said she died having not seen, but having believed. She persisted unto death, praying for my father. And I I am convinced that I am here right now. I'm making this podcast this very moment because I believe that my grandmother persisted in prayer. And God did something not only in her. He did far beyond anything she would ever have imagined or dreamed of. She would never, she didn't even know that, that she had a grandson. I mean, I, I had not even been born. And yet she prayed, and God touched me, and through me, He touched my father. And, and God just moved and worked in our family. And today, here I am. I preached in over 80 nations. Right now, this podcast, the things that I'm doing are going around the world, and, and God is blessing. But a lot of it, I believe, is traced back. To the prayers of my grandmother, I believe God is really looking for uh, you know praying grandmothers I, I I think when we get to heaven we 're going to say we 're going to look around and we 're going to see how many praying grandmothers and grandfathers there were. I believe we 're going to be surprised, literally shocked at how many people prayed for us that before we ever came to Christ, and that that we are in heaven because someone prayed someone sought the face of god someone cried out to god for us and so i want to encourage you not to give up not to faint not to lose heart but you pray pray for your family and sometimes that's the hardest thing because we're close and we see all their weaknesses and we see all their problems and we you know we get our eyes on the problem and we think it's impossible but you get your eyes on god trust him don't lose heart don't grow weary Like Jesus said, pray and continue to pray, persist in your prayers, remain in faith, let God work in your own heart while you're praying, and then watch him do great and mighty things. It may be that you'll get to heaven before you'll ever see the true answer to what God did, but he will do it. So God bless you. Look forward uh, uh, next week to another Ignite Your Family Life.
0: We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit samytippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, and a passion to reach others.